Flying Talkers podcast is made possible by ATC, One World, One Global Air Cargo General Service and Sales Agent, GSSA. ATC is your key to the air cargo market, both local and internationally. ATC is the best air cargo team in the business. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Piata Headquarters Session 2019 took off March 27th through 30th in Zurich, Switzerland. Quote, a great opportunity for Fiat Association members and individual members to exchange information and deliberate on important policy issues of our industry, said Fiat President Babar Badat. I'm especially happy to announce that the first digital courses of Fiat Introduction of Global Logistics Management theory and practice, and maritime transport, as well as the digital Train the Trainer course for FIATA Foundation vocational training, are also due to be launched. In the age of the knowledgeable economy, Mr. Badak declared, in which training is treated as a necessary raw material for economic activities, education is increasingly relevant. Well, I, I want to mention that Babar Badat is undefeated. We like him. He stands up and he gets things done. His business, of course, is the forwarding company in Pakistan called Transhold, which has offices across the country, but he also, from his base in Karachi, has led and, generally speaking, is the guiding force for organized freight forwarders moving swiftly into the future of Pakistan. He's also undefeated and not afraid of risk. Last year, when Fiat held their annual World Congress in New Delhi, affording India a breakthrough event in world transportation, apparently some bureaucrats in that country got a hold of Babar's passport and pulled a fast one, refusing the Fiat president entry into the country. Now, everyone knows that India and Pakistan can be compared to the Hatfields and the McCoys in the USA, where distant cousins seem to be up against each other as a way of life. For his part, despite loss of what could and should have been a great event with top executives of both India and Pakistan together again for the first time on the stage. Babar simply said, quote, FIATA is a non-government, non-political organization. I had supported the bid to hold this Congress in Delhi, and I was looking forward to my tenure first conference. What happened is sad. It didn't need to be like this. Nevertheless, our honorary presidency members and extended board and heads of various groups were all present at the Congress. And in discussion with the president, I requested our people kindly ensure that all meetings included those of regents, institutes, advisory bodies, and others. And as it turned out, everything went off pretty good, pretty well, I should say. And it turns out to be a good Congress for our worthy members and for those who've taken the time out to attend that Congress. Well, good for him, but that shouldn't have happened. It did, and I suppose, like everything else, it's a reflection of the world today. Back to the current issues at hand. 
Bubba R takes a beat on education saying, quote, in an environment of increasing globalization of markets and outsourcing of production and distribution activities associated with increasing levels of specialization and customer service, Fiat deems it necessary to provide the international logistics industry with training foundations that increase its competitiveness, incubate innovation, and encourage the interest of youth to work in our air cargo and ocean industry. First part might be taking a bite out of crime. As Babar says, quote, the risk of cybercrime to the international transport and logistics industry is increasing in conjunction with the growing application of information technology. Customer price and transport data are being stored increasingly digitally today, which exhibits the significance of enhancing digital infrastructures. The FIATA Advisory Board Legal Matters is working on best practice guidelines for preventing cyber crime. This guideline aims at raising awareness among FIATA members and the industry regarding the threats and risks of cyber crime and to best practices in prevention of cyber crime from a risk management perspective, Mr. Padat said. The FIATA Working Group C Transport just published its best practice guide for container shipping. FIATA Working Group C noticed that the quality of containers provided by shipping lines in global container shipping has decreased significantly. One has come to the conclusion that shipping lines are cutting costs in the maintenance of their equipment. Mr. Jens Romer, chairman of the Working Group C of the Multimodal Transport Institute of FIATA and one of the authors of this best practice said, the objective of FIATA is to recommend best practices that should be considered by commercial partners in their relations and dealings. We are convinced that this will be a helpful tool to national associations and to the freight forwarders on their daily business. Now we move on to South Africa. Babar noted that from October 1st to 4th, FIATA will be hosting the FIATA World Congress 2019 together with the South African Association of Freight Forwarders in the city of Cape Town. This event should be an opportunity to further show to the world Africa, a dynamic continent with positive signals of economic growth, significant market potential, and strong impulses for its international outreach, Babar said. South Africa, the country where the great statesman Nelson Mandela was born, has made substantial economic achievements since the 1990s. Cape Town is now an ideal place for the trade and transport sector to build up networks and promote business. Under the overreaching theme of where technology and logistics meet, this FIATA World Congress 2019 wishes to discover, among many other topics, the development of disruptive technologies and its influence on our industry. FIATA hopes to bring together over 1,200 industry stakeholders and decision makers to discuss the changes in logistics and freight forwarding industry to share best practices and to build up business relationships with partners around the globe. Cape Town is blessed to have South Africa's top six tourist attractions with one hour drive of the city centers. So we see, Babar said, that participants could take advantage of an opportunity to experience a diversified city, enjoy the landscape of Table Mountain and the Cape of Good Hope, and most importantly, experience the hospitality of Africa. Well said by Babar Badat of Fiat. More power to them. And for you, try www.fiata.org for more information.
This is your Fiat fellow, Jeffrey Aaron, reporting. You're out rolling around at the airport. A lot of us spend our time doing that, coming and going. I've done that for years. I can remember being a young man at Kennedy Airport in the 1950s when it was called Idlewild and swimming in a local hotel called the Seaway Idlewild Hotel that was operated by some friends of our family. And swimming in that Idlewild Seaway Hotel pool brings back some great old memories. A very popular aircraft from the 1950s and early 1960s that has ended up in today's world as a restaurant and often as a bar at several locations in the U.S., usually perched on a concrete buttress, is all or part of the L049 Lockheed Constellation. The aircraft was first operated in popular memory by TWA when Howard Hughes owned the airline, but later it was operated by all the airlines, including Pan Am, Lufthansa, Air France, and others. I think Lufthansa uh, operated that airplane when they made their comeback after the war in the mid-1950s, 56 around, and I think they're also rebuilding one or repurposing one somewhere in the United States may be done already. You might check that. But later, when Ralph Damon headed up TWA, it was the Lockheed Constellation that served flights in and out of TWA's butterfly port concrete building designed by Finland's Aero Saarinen at Idlewild Airport. Today, of course, is JFK International Airport. Well, now an elegant Lockheed Constellation, or at least part of one, has returned to JFK International to sit mounted somewhere near the Saarin and TWA building to serve as, what else? A bar. Richly painted in TWA colors, the tube minus wings, engines, and tail was ballyhooed through Times Square recently in Manhattan en route to JFK, where, where it will sit near a big new hotel that's opening up adjacent to the... Uh, TWA terminal. In fact, the hotel is called the TWA Hotel. But apparently someone forgot to do their homework as the now dormant aircraft was continually referred to in media reports here as a jet. Of course, the Howard Hughes-inspired Lockheed Constellation was and is a piston pounder. The Lockheed is also maybe the most beautiful airplane ever built. You'll get some arguments about that. Some people think Maybe the, I'm talking big airplanes now, maybe the B-757 is better looking. But no, I think the Constellation has it over any other airplane. It was just and is just a beautiful airplane. So now, this new 500-plus room hotel at JFK International Airport, it attached to the iconic TWA Butterfly with the Lockheed Connie sitting there like a big cherry on top, opens for business on May 15th. 
Although Errol Saarinen died before his JFK International Airport masterpiece building debuted, uh, some other examples of his work include Dulles Airport, the Jefferson Arch in St. Louis, and elsewhere. The Saarinen name is now being flouted all over the new hotel in an attempt to create a chic destination. Lots of luck, we say. To look at it, it all seems an overcrowded jumble as the original breathtakingly beautiful TWA building and a 500-room hotel sit squeezed together astride the JetBlue Discount Airline Passenger Terminal, JFK, and a roadway, plus a huge vista-obliterating parking garage as centerpiece to the entire project. But despite not being able to enjoy some views once apparent at TWA, JFK, except if you were in the new hotel looking out, good to report that once again JFK has an on-airport hotel that soft opens for business May 15th at an average cost of $240 US dollars per night. Yes, at last check, there are still some rooms available. Worth noting, in addition to living in an era when apparently airport hotel people cannot get their airplanes straight, the other on-airport JFK hotel, the empty and somewhat forlorn, once upon a time beautiful and iconic international hotel, has sat empty at the capstone of the field, the Van Wyck Expressway entrance to JFK for the best part of the last two decades. Today, International Hotel that welcomed Neil Armstrong back from the moon at the Bishop Wright Protestant Chapel Award Dinner and Jimmy Doolittle, hero of World War II, sits as a muted lone sentinel to a bygone era. Talk about not seeing something right under your nose. How did the hotel industry and airport operator manage to overlook this space with lots of parking and open spaces as the natural location to either do an adaptive reuse, restoration, or even rebuild? Today, despite the glitz of a new hotel in the dense, overcrowded airport ring of buildings serving John F. Kennedy International Airport, the airfield dreamed up in 1942 by the little flower Fiorello H. LaGuardia to actually relieve LaGuardia Airport 12 miles away. Otherwise is by and large, I'm sorry to say, an embarrassment serving the greatest city in the world. The hope is the JFK Air Cargo Association, CAMCO, JFK Airport Security Council and others will take advantage of the meeting rooms and dining options the new TWA hotel will offer. So far, these groups, minus a truly world-class facility at this airport, they meet at places like Russo's on the Bay, located off-airport in Howard Beach, and at places elsewhere. Might be nice, despite the traffic din of the on-airport experience, to once again be able to say, hey, meet me at TWA. Your move. That's for me, Jeffrey. And for your time, this time, until next time, keep them flying. Air Cargo.